Good morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. It's Friday the 3rd of March and we are one day from heading out to PDAC. Paul, how are you doing this morning? I'm fine, thank you. and getting prepared to pack my bags. How about you? Yep, the same. Yeah, thinking about packing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, there's a bit of news out this morning. Uh, Should we start with um, Apollo Silver and their maiden ESG report? Yes, that's right. They have published a a, a first ESG report, Apollo Silver, the uh, TSX-listed California silver explorer. This uh, ESG report uh, was uh, compiled using the uh, private firm uh, or Canadian firm Onion Corporation's uh, software solution. Uh, It's an online ESG uh, platform for documenting uh, your uh, criteria. Uh, around the ESG standards and and, uh, 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 support that you otherwise um, uh, use. Some of the highlights from Apollo's own uh, work was uh, that uh, demonstrating that they had about a third of their total employees and contractors are women within the uh, group. Their health and safety record is uh, exemplary with no uh, fatalities or lost time uh, uh, work-related injuries in the past year. And uh, all of the directors have had uh, uh, anti-corruption training uh, as part in the uh, past year uh, toward uh, meeting those um, TSX and uh, otherwise EU and North American required uh, 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 regulatory rules. and. No instances of any uh, non-compliance with uh, environmental regulations in the past year at this point. So it's been a very clean exploration story for Apollo out in California. Yeah, and as you say, based in um, California, I think although ESG is obviously becoming much more important across the industry, if you're in a jurisdiction like California, demonstrating a track record from the start of full compliance um and across these different areas is going to benefit you down the line with with permitting and and that sort of thing yes and any debt that you might uh, otherwise have to uh, 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 take on as part of a mine development uh, because you have all this compliance information it's more than likely that you would get a lower uh, debt uh, interest rate than a firm that uh, did not have similar reporting uh, yeah um, news from Serato gold today amending their previous uh, agreement with Sprott Yes, this is a little bit of growth on the existing Sprott loan and royalty terms that they have concerning their project out in Argentina. Sprott Private Resource Streaming and Royalty is the one which has a royalty and stream on their gold production. And Serato has expanded that to include the Los Colandrias heap leach project and and that acreage where the production is expected to start uh, within a matter of weeks now. And as as a uh, contribution to that, uh, doing that deal, um, uh, Sprott has uh, given uh, Serato an additional $10 million uh, worth of uh, funding in working capital. Yep, Um, so that seems positive there. a fundraise for new potash story, Millennial Potash. Um, 
from the management team that were successful with Millennial Lithium. Yes, that's right. Uh, Millennial Potash, uh, TSX listed, and uh, they have a, um, a sedimentary potash uh, property there in Gabon, the uh, West African nation. Fundraise here was oversubscribed, $3.6 million raised on the issue of 7.2 million units, uh, and those uh, units uh, being uh, priced uh, there with a common share and a one-half share warrant with a full warrant um, at a dollar per share and the individual uh, shares at 75 cents. Now these funds will go toward the, specifically toward the Banyo Potash project in uh, Gabon for general working capital purposes. That said, Millennial Potash also has uh, a, a gold project in far northwest Arizona and the historic Weaver Mining District, uh, but we don't hear too much about that, but we will in coming months, I think. Uh, yeah, quite a different project, uh, the, the Potash one to um, Emerson from a geological standpoint, but playing on quite a lot of the same uh, macro themes in terms of shorter shipping distance to South America and other key um, agricultural regions um, than, say, Canada or um, Russia for for potash, so slightly cheaper access to the market. Um, but yeah, new story there, so one to watch. Mm -hmm. um, anything else, Paul? Thought I would mention here that the first two batches of assays are back from Timcorp uh, Metals uh, Poor Veneer Tin Zinc Silver uh, reassaying project, uh, that project being in Bolivia. When they took over the property, there was still 20, oh, roughly 5,000 meters of core, of which 24,000 meters of it uh, had not been assayed. Um, so, kind of a waste of money there. And uh, but the uh, the section uh, that had been assayed in these holes uh, ha previously uh, had shown the high-grade uh, tin and silver mineralization. So. They thought it would be a good idea just to see whether or not the geologists who had been trying to um, uh, visually identify uh, silver and uh, tin mineralization were in fact uh, not that successful. And that is the case. The historic uh, geologists ignored uh, mineralization that uh, was either disseminated or in uh, stringer uh, vein arrays in the wall rock uh, of these uh, core holes. And, just an example uh, is 60 meters uh, grading 0.66% tin and 1.4% uh, uh, zinc with six grams of silver per ton. So uh, that would have a, a, a silver equivalent grade of uh, 322 grams per ton. So uh, definitely ore grade material this, this now. Now they've got uh, over half of this core yet uh, to uh, get the assays back on, so there will be more uh, interesting information back from them on poor veneer, I'm sure. All right, okay. Uh, well, Paul, we'll call it a day there, and I don't think we'll be around for the first couple of days next week as we will be at PDAC. So That's we'll right. um, uh, be back with some thoughts on how the conference went next week. Very good. See you there. Thanks, Paul. Mm -hmm.